three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project here where we're trying to encourage you to be in God's Word, reading the Holy Scriptures. And part of that, one of the ways I'm trying to do that is by actually reading parts of it. So we've been in Exodus for a while. We are in Exodus chapter 26, coming to the end of that chapter. And in these chapters of Exodus, starting a few chapters back and for a few more chapters to go, are all about the tabernacle and the law and how God wants to be worshipped. And so here we're going to look at the veil that separated the two rooms in the tent. We've talked about this tent of meetings or the tabernacle that is very portable that it's 15 feet wide, 45 feet long, two rooms. And the first room, well, here, here is the holy place. And the second room, the innermost room, is the most holy place. And that's where the Ark of the Covenant goes. We've been given great descriptions on, on that, on the Ark of the Covenant. And also the table for the bread of presence and for the lampstand. So now we're going to read about the veil that will separate the two rooms. And then in the future permanent temple, in Jesus' day, this is the veil that would be torn from the top down when Jesus dies on the cross. So verse 31 of Exodus 26 and you shall make a veil of blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twine linen. <clears throat> it shall be made with cher cherubim skillfully worked into it. And you shall hang it on four pillars of arcasia overlaid with gold. Um, arcasia is the wood. Uh, so overlaid with gold, skillfully worked into it. You shall hang it on four pillars of arcasia overlaid with gold. Did I just read that? I think I did. Sorry about that. Uh, with hooks of gold on four bases of silver. And you shall hang the veil from the clasp and bring the ark of the testimony in there within the veil. And the veil shall separate for you the holy place from the most holy. You shall put the mercy seat on the ark of that of the testimony in the most holy place. And you shall set the table outside the veil and the lampstand on the south side of the tabernacle opposite the table. And you shall put the table on the north side. You shall make a screen for the entrance of the tent of blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twine linen embroidered with needlework and you sh and you shall make for the screen five pillars of of acacia and overlay them with gold their hooks shall be of gold and you shall cast five bases of bronze for them and that is the end of chapter 26 so here he's sounds like he's repeating but there's the curtains that make up the room, and then there's a veil that separates the two rooms. And so the veil is what he's talking about, and the, the way the walls are given structure, because it's a tent, 
going to be easily taken down. So pillars are easy just to put up. And we see this with big tents or even at conventions and other places where people are putting up false walls. And they have these pillars. They'll have something on the ground that has a base. And then there's a pole sticking up. And then to that pole, they can attach these curtains or other poles and things like that. So very simple design for a structure that's very portable, very easy to move, and but, but can still handle these 15 high foot walls of curtains and the ceiling system as well, or the roofing system, if you will. It's a pretty cool way this was all done and the details that God has for Moses. And, and even if we go back to verse 30 that we read yesterday, then you shall erect the tabernacle according to the plan for in to the plan for it that you were shown on the mount. So there's more to this plan, but Moses has written down for us here in Exodus a lot of the details and how all this should be done. And then there's get other hints in other parts of the Bible that of how the rest of everything was to be utilized and things like that. But here's the thing for us again. It's that God is creating a place for him to come down and dwell with his people and that he is has this most holy place and how we are to be reminded before we enter in it, where we're entering it. So we go into one chamber that prepares us and gets us ready. And this is known as the holy place. And then the most holy place to go through that veil into it with this embroidered cherubim there. And then if we enter into it, we have the Ark of the Covenant right there. And it, which has the mercy seat, which has the two cherubim on that as well, made of gold. So, as you think about now in the New Testament era, in the post-resurrection, Jesus Christ has come. He's the Messiah. He's what all of this is pointing to. These are the shadows of what's to come. We have now this tabernacle that we can go into his presence, boldly go into his presence, covered in the righteousness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That allows us to go into the most holy place and commune with God. And that is why Jesus came and died for our sins. So that we could have this fellowship with God Almighty, with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So I encourage you even today, as you read the scriptures, as you pray, to go into his presence. To know that you can boldly go there covered in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, which is a humbling thing, right? We're admitting that we're broken, that we're sinners, that we're that we need a Messiah, a Savior, and Jesus is that Messiah Savior. And we go into the Holy of Holies, covered in his righteousness, to pray, to cry out to God, to intercede for our loved ones, for the world, for whatever it is that we're praying for, and to have communion and fellowship with God Almighty, the creator of the universe. So I encourage you, as you go about your day today, 
to do that. God bless you. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.